everyone, this is Veronica with Horsemanship Unlocked, an equine education and entertainment company with the motto that the horse already possesses all the natural skills and behaviors we so desire. Through the study of applied learning theory and relationship building, we can unlock the horse's highest potential. Join us as we explore the ins and outs of the equine entertainment industry, explain training methodology, share experiences in horsemanship, and much more. And don't forget to check out our website, Facebook, and Instagram for the latest and greatest news, updates, online lectures, and clinic and performance schedules. See you there! Hello, everybody. I'm back this week, and today we have Scott Taylor. Um, Scott was very generous in meeting with me today. Uh, it was quite funny how I found him again because Scott Taylor was actually my farrier like 15 years ago, and he was so helpful. I was young, I had my first horse. My first horse was a hammy down. And they thought he had navicular, so they couldn't sell him. They couldn't use him in the lesson program. The way they could make money off of him was by giving him to me and I paid board. So essentially I was super pumped about getting a lame horse, <laughs> but I loved him and we couldn't quite get him sound. And um, I had moved barns and the vet was looking at him and the vet suggested, you know, the farrier do something else. I had a farrier hang up on me. I was only like 15 or 16 years old. And then I called Scott. I found his number. He was shoeing horses in the same barn I had just moved to. And he came out. He was so friendly. He got my horse down from pads and egg bars to just two front shoes. He was sound from there that day forward. And I mean, Scott is someone who I really looked up as far as like wellness with horses and then just his people skills as well. And I haven't chatted with him for years. And then one fine day, I just last week, I popped up on Facebook and he was doing a um, like a Facebook live streaming talking about entrepreneurship. So I wrote him a message, just it spoke to my heart, reaching out to him. We chatted on the phone and then I said, Hey, can you do this interview for my podcast? And he was, you know, very accepting and excited to do it. So here he is, Scott, how are you today? And let's get started. Okay. I'm doing great. Doing great. It's a new year, so I'm excited about that. And yes. I'm really excited about talking about entrepreneurship. I love helping people succeed in business. I've always owned two to three businesses. And right now I have two and two and a little bit, we'll say. So, but yeah, it's always I just when you're ADHD, you need to have a couple things going. And so yeah, I'm excited about that. So but but yeah, um, if you're out there and you're thinking about starting a business or have a business and struggling, uh, we're going to talk about a few things about that. But I think the biggest thing is, uh, you know, reading the right kind of books and staying positive and being around positive people that'll um, get you going in the right direction. Because right now with all the, uh, just all the junk going on between the COVID and political stuff, people are looking at all the negatives and and last year, you know, people talked about how bad it was and our, both our businesses grew and one business grew just crazy. Uh, so, so I always just keep focused on the positive. That's amazing. Yes, I can. I, that's why I wanted to reach out to you because last year with my clinics and whatnot, we still were able to put on clinics, but with COVID and everything, I could not have large gatherings. So there went the circuses and the shows and 
you know, it has been a struggle. And one thing I really admired with you is that you were shoeing horses because you enjoyed it and you loved helping and you didn't, but you didn't financially have to do it. And so that those are my goals. So any advice you can give to someone like me about that would be amazing. (laughs) Yeah. What I, I would suggest is always have a couple streams of income and look at, uh, I was blessed to have some great mentors. One thing I encourage people is find some great, great mentors. And they talked about, if you're gonna be in business, be in a business that it's gonna be stable for a long, you know, a long, long time. It's not gonna be here for five or 10 years. And we always use the joke about um, how it went from uh, record albums, then I went to eight tracks, then I went to CD or to um, cassette tapes, mm-hmm. and then to CDs, and now nothing. Now it's all downloaded. So it's amazing how that, you know, if you'd have been in the vinyl industry, you know, you went out of business. Or the other one we always use is you wouldn't make a lot of money in the buggy whip business because not a lot of people have buggies like in the 1900s. So you want something that's ongoing and, you know, that people like what you're doing is it's going to be around a long time with with the horse uh, acrobatics and that. It's not like, oh, you know, nobody's going to come and see it or nobody's going to do it. Uh, When you always have I always have fun with this because you always have crazy enough people to do it. Oh yeah. You know, that want to do it or want to do it. I, you know, I rode bulls professionally for five years and I clowned in rodeos and you don't have to be the brightest person to do that. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you just have to have that living on the edge feeling. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so that's why I encourage people is, you know, there's something that you want to have long-term uh, and being an entrepreneur, you have to look at long-term. You're not going to get rich quick overnight. You're not going to be like, Oh, um, and next year, so I want to retire. Well, that's that's unless you really have something amazing, but I've never seen it happen. So, so hopefully that helps people. Yeah. So looking for something that can evolve with the times. Yes. Yeah. Oh no. Okay, you're not frozen. Good. Oh, yeah, I hit something. Yeah, I don't know. I took something. <laughs> okay. Oh, I gotta no, watch wait it. a second. Um, <laughs> but it's really interesting that you say that because that's kind of the track I've wanted to be on is being an entrepreneur and doing our own thing and having the freedom to do your own thing because you know someone like me who's younger went to college and then the job market just is baloney and (laughs) you know it it is work and I, I would love for you to you know explain to us how hard you work to have these businesses um so a lot of people coming out of college with degrees like my first intention was to just take the easy route and work for somebody else. However, you know, if I can have my own business nowadays, I can take it elsewhere, have my sovereignty, do, do what I want, when I want, schedule it when I want, but working for somebody else, thinking that it's reliable, but it's not because it's like the place that we're working at right now, because of the restrictions, we're not able to work. So actually having my business is at this point is all I have left. And had I become a teacher well, they're losing their jobs or they're working online or from home and um, they have that adjustment that they, they never had time to adjust. And yeah, I mean, it is interesting. You, you think that you would get a job you know, a nine to five like that because you have something reliable, but if 2020 taught us anything, the things that we think are reliable actually are not. <laughs> yes, yes. 
And so, yeah, I, I should give a little background uh, for the people out there. And, and like I say, this usually scares people because I didn't graduate high school and I didn't go to college. I, I you know, but I continually educate myself. It's not that I don't like education, but I learned from a, a guy that's almost a billionaire. He said that, it, you know, getting a good education will keep you broke, but getting the right education will make you wealthy. And I said, wow, is that true? So I started out and I worked, you know, my dad taught us to work hard. Um, our normal week, cause I grew up on a farm, we had horses and cattle and different animals. And um, I grew up working, he taught us a normal week would be like 80 hours a week. That's a, just a normal week. So if you worked under 80, you're kind of slacking. So when I get out in the workforce, I thought, well, 40 hours, what am I gonna do with the rest of my time? And that's how I kind of started looking and said, I gotta do something else. So I was. I was working uh, for a company and then I was training horses on my off time. And that was before I became a farrier. And then I had a boarding business. So I, I struggled with some of the things there. Uh, I liked the horse training. I just, at that time, I had no people skills. I, I was young, uh, pretty wild, high energy, you know, extreme, what do you call it, adrenaline junkie. And so as I got, you know, busier and busier, I found out, you know, working hard won't make you wealthy. Working smart will. And because uh, working hard makes you tired. I was working out between 100 and 120 hours a week, lost Jeez. a couple marriages and stuff like that, all because of working hard, but not working smart. And I started, I changed who I hung with. And that was a big thing. I started hanging around with people that were super successful, not only in money, but in, in family and other aspects of life. And all of a sudden my eyes were open like, wow, this is weird, but it's different, but I like it. So as an entrepreneur, you always think differently. You want to control your time. You want to uh, try to control on how much money. You don't want to be limited on how much money to make. And, and, I, and I do this, I teach this reason is the reason why I quit high school was in um, my junior year, 11th year of high school, I was making more money than my teachers. <laughs> and that, was a lot, that was really wide open. I was doing legal stuff, not illegal. I was all legal. Yeah. And I thought, you know, who you hang around is who you become like. And my, my agriculture teacher said, well, you know, to become successful, you need to go to college. And that's when I laid a check stub on his desk. And I remember there was 11, 11 guys in the class and went to a small high school. And, and uh, he got so mad when he seen my pay stub that he walked out of his own classroom. And that <laughs> woke me up. I said, well, college is not, you know, college will teach you a good career or job but it will not teach you success, right? Success. You have to hang around <laughs> successful people. And, and I, I, I'm not picking on you. If you got a college degree, great. If you got two, 10, you got masters, whatever, but do you have control of your time? And are you making as much money as you want to make? Mm -hmm. you, uh, most people are, are taught and this is what, you know, are taught to get a good job and all that kind of stuff. And they base it on hourly, uh, hourly pay. And it's like, well, that's great, but you're limited on how many hours. There's only 146 hours in a week. So you can only work, a, you know, 120 is about it. Then you got to sleep a little bit. So, but <laughs> we'd like to. Yeah, we like to. <laughs> so, but as an entrepreneur, you like, see, you're thinking differently. And you, sometimes you think you're weird or unusual. You're not because America was built on entrepreneurship. When America was started, it was 90% business owners, 10% employees. And now it's the other way around. And that's one of the reasons why I do the Facebook Live and I want to let people know, hey, be an entrepreneur if that's what you want to do. I'm not saying go do an entrepreneur because you have to love what you do, just what you're talking about earlier. 
if you don't love what you do, you're going to get really frustrated. And I, we taught all our kids between my wife and I, we have seven kids and, and uh, five are out of the house and they all have their own, uh, their own lives. They all do what they love to do. That's what we taught them. Love is legal and moral. Do what you love to do. Whether it's, we don't care how much money you make, as long as you're successful in what you do. And mm -hmm. what we found out, um, money is a good thing to have because my wife has all these bad habits that cost money. She wants to, uh, she wants to live indoors. She wants to have heating and air conditioning. She wants to feed the kids, close the kids. And that are all bad habits that cost money. You know, if we lived on the beach in Hawaii, we wouldn't need all that stuff, but that's just her. So, but yeah, so that's something that, you know, like I say, people have to think about, think outside of the box a little bit. What can I do that I love to do? And I always encourage people when you get started, don't worry about making the money right away. It'll come as long as you stay with it. Uh, stay first positive and yeah, manifest yeah. it. Yep. And, and always two to five years, never less than two years. Uh, I always say, when I started one of my businesses, I said, if I was making a profit in five years, I'm good. As long as I was making a profit, you know, well, I was making a profit in the first year. I was excited. In four years, I was in a six-figure income profit. And it's like, oh, this is all right. So, but I, I looked at the long term. I didn't look at, you know, everybody's fast pace now with drive through banking, drive through um, food. Even down in Texas, they have drive through liquor stores. Oh, yeah. Where you literally drive through the middle of the building. That was pretty crazy. They had guardrails in me. It's like, wow, that's amazing. So, yeah, <laughs> but they, have, they want convenient, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and uh, being an entrepreneur is not always convenient. But it's a lot of, I would say a lot of joy, a lot of peace, because you're mm -hmm. happier with what you do. And I, we were talking earlier about, this is one book, I don't know if you can see if I can get it in front of the camera here. Yes. It's called yeah, Balancing, The Balancing Balance Point. Point. Yeah, The Balance Point. And it is by Jordan Ring. Let's see if I can get that in the, there we go, Jordan, there we go, Jordan Ring. Yep. It's a great book for entrepreneurs. He gives you a lot of things you've been thinking about, wondering about, and it's just a lot of great ideas. I'm going to get that. Yeah. And what I would suggest doing, if you live closer, I'd let you borrow it. I let people borrow books. We have like 1,500 books in our house. And I put my name and phone number, but I loan them out to people because as a, as a starting entrepreneur, I want them to invest their money in their business. You got to invest in yourself first but invest money in your business. So don't go out and buy a lot of stuff. Maybe you can download it on a Nook or what is it, or electronic books. Maybe mm -hmm. that, um, I prefer the paper. I just like reading and feeling the paper. I do too. And I, I remember easy, better. And they say it's proven that you remember better when you read a, and, and hold a paper book. That's just science. The psychologists say that, so. And when you teach. Yes. You learn the most when you teach and I, that, that's how a lot yeah. of stuff sticks with me because I, I, I'm a researcher by nature. I did do school with, you know, being told to go to school so I get a good job. But I don't think that our generations, you know, everything changes. And I think that used to be the case. So for a lot of people in my generation, that was the selling point. If you go to school, you get a good job and just times are different. Everything's saturated. But I still enjoyed school because I loved learning and researching. Right. I love teaching because it kind of instilled it for myself. Um, so without just going to more school and 
understanding that that promise of getting a big, you know, job afterwards is not necessarily the thing. Um, I still love education though. So in this yeah. household, we're always bringing in books and sharing books and I can't get enough of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you're continually educating yourself. It's just a different way. You're not going to a school. I, I do that. I continually read. I research stuff that I need to know about or I want to know about either, either that way. And uh, I always have fun with this. And, I, and like I say, I don't mean to offend anybody. I said, now you went to a four-year college, Veronica? Yeah. And how, how many years did you go? Four or five years? I got, I went for six, but I got yeah. done with my bachelor's in three and a half, which okay. I had to pay for. But then I went for my master's and I did not have to pay for it. Oh, okay. Well, that's good then. Yeah. <laughs> I always have fun with it. It's a four-year college, but it takes most, most people five years to graduate. I said, well, up and be a four-year college. That's maybe it's modern math, but I always thought if it took five years, it'd be a five-year college, you know? Sure. So I have fun with that. But the other one I talked to parents about is what's the ROI or return on your investment of going there? And are they going to have a career by the time they get out? Because things change so fast today. So fast. So fast. I mean, it used to be a couple of years. Now it's six months. Look at how fast phones change. Every mm -hmm. couple of months, a new phone's out. And I always made a joke of, I'm going to have an iPhone 47. Um, <laughs> but, and, and, and pretty soon it'll be here faster than I joke about, you know. Yep. Uh, but it's, it's like, say, it's, is their career or occupation going to be there the time they get out? Because it's changing that fast. And you want to invest that kind of money? Uh, I would... I would rather invest in probably real estate or something else if you're going to invest yeah. that kind of money. And well, like I say, that's just my opinion. Uh, now, if you're going to be a doctor, I want you to go longer than five years. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if you're going to work on me. I don't want some doctor saying, well, I went did a home study course, you know, and that's how yeah. I became a doctor. I said, no, I don't want to talk to you. But yeah, and it depends, or an engineer that's building buildings. I want to have or a lawyer, things like that, where you need a lot of information. That, that I don't have a problem with, but for just generalities, um, there's a lot, of, a lot of opportunity out there. And right now, I was in the trades when I was younger, and right now the trades are making a lot of money. I mean, and they're all yeah. short. So if you're a hands-on person, like I, I suggest try, try your hands-on. I have a friend of mine we're going to interview uh, in the next few months. I'm not sure when we can coordinate it, but he's a friend of mine, and he started out with his dad doing the drywall, working for companies. And then he started a drywall business. Now he has another business on top of it. He actually has two more businesses and he's doing really, really successful. And, and he never, he graduated high school, but that was it. But he knew that uh, he liked making money. So yeah, <laughs> he wanted to own his own business. A lot of the trades people, yeah, you just said what I was going to say. A lot of them are doing their trade after they learned it and doing their own business. Um, yes. So I... I guess someone like me, you know, there's, there's all different types of people and, but I yep. am more like you, like I am the initiator. I'm more of a leader. I knew that having a job as a teacher, just to have my horses on the weekends and the summers was not for me. I thought about, oh my God, 40 hours a week is a long time to not do what I want to do. Um, but like you said, taking a couple of years to actually gain a profit, that financial, that waiting and mm -hmm. that, that, you know, constantly trying new things in order to kind of, I feel like 
for me, at least my business has been like a Rubik's cube, like which move can I make to like unlock a bit more of potential and unlock a bit more of success. And I'm kind of, you know, I've been adjusting, adjusting, figuring it out, knowing when I need to go back, where to make that adjustment. And obviously this past year has been crazy because the adjustments are going to be major, but people adjust. Everybody's adjusted. I've, they've taken businesses, made them drive through and they've, they've done it so fast. So that waiting game and that playing with the business and making those adjustments, what kind of advice would you give someone like me who's still trying to just figure that code out? <laughs> okay. Um, that's actually kind of an easy question. There's a couple of answers that one is if you know, it's only going to be temporary, do something part-time, you know, like, and right now it's probably hard to do because there's not a lot of, a lot of work out there unless you're in the construction industry, but do something part-time. And the other one is expand your network, start talking to everybody. And I know you can do Facebook and that, but the more you can talk to people directly, like over the phone or right in front of their face, the bigger the network you have, the easier it is to build a business because you have more contacts in specific areas. Um, you'll have, maybe you'll meet somebody that does marketing and, or maybe somebody does great with accounting. And that's what I always encourage people. My kids used to always get mad at me because I would talk to everybody and I'd be trading business cards. We'd be in an airport or we'd be traveling, we'd be in a gas station, whatever. And I'm always talking to people. And now years later, it's so funny because they'll call me, dad, who do you know that does this? Who do you know that does that? They're always calling me for information now because they know I have a large expansive network. Mm -hmm. And uh, and and it, it'll just help you um, speed up that learning curve, the struggles, because maybe they've gone through it in some other situation. A lot of people right now could help you, business owners could help you because they've gone through it with the COVID. Um, I'm not able to help you with that because of, I didn't have that problem. I looked at the positive and went forward and didn't wait on it, anything, but uh, you can you can go out and do that. The other thing, like I said, I would, because of social media, you could really start promoting your business for 2021 uh, and just maybe do small venues of 10 people. And like I said, I don't know what the laws are for every state because you're going to be able to travel. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's what I would do. I would just get on social media and just start promoting everywhere that, um, in every, um, I got to think of all these technical words now for the internet, um, like horse chats, mm -hmm. uh, anything like that, uh, like illinoishorse.com or horsetrader.com. I mean, yeah. and they say, well, yeah, but what about this? What? Don't worry about it because there's always somebody interested in what you're doing. Why you have young people coming on that were like me and like you that were adrenaline junkies and they might not want to do it for a living. They just want to learn how to do they it just, so they don't get hurt. Yeah, most That's people all. just want to try it. <laughs> yep. Just try it. And, and so don't let, um, and the other one I really strongly encourage people are, and this is where people get all like really crazy with me is shut the news off. I have not watched the news in 30 years. People say, how do you know? I said, well, You'll meet people every day, and by 9, 10 o'clock, somebody's going to tell you what's going on, whether you want to know or not. They're going to tell you, did you hear about this? Did you hear about that? Nope, I didn't. I didn't even know that somebody told me they had a, uh, a volcano or an earthquake in Alaska. Uh, and, and I was like, oh, I didn't know that. You know, and they said, you didn't know it. I said, and here's my answer when they said, well, you know, you should know 
you should do, you should be on there. I said, I always ask them, what are you going to do about it? And it always stuns them when they, or do you hear about the president? Do you hear about the COVID? I said, what are you going to do about it? And it just, it just stops them. I said, there's three things you can do that I found. You can either go and help, you can send money or you can pray about it. That's about all I know you can do. Mm-hmm. There might be some other things that other people can do, but that's the three basic things. So I asked them, which one are you going to do? And I still don't have an answer. Is it going to help you move forward or is it going to hold you back? Are the people around you all talking about, oh man, the, the, the doom and gloom? Are they talking about moving forward? I like to I like to be talking to people. Let's talk about moving forward, like you know, like you and some of my friends that own their own business. We're talking about what what else can we do? What what's what's new that'll happen? Look at how many people don't even think about how many entrepreneurs started in 2020 on one product, masks. How many people made masks? Thousands of people went out and made masks and and and, and sold them, and they don't even realize they're an entrepreneur. Yeah, <laughs> they were thinking outside of the box. They said, "I'm going to go make some of these." And it was so funny. Was this young gentleman I have apprenticed with me, and he has his own business of uh, doing horseshoe art. His grandmother went and made masks and sold them and made money. I thought that was so awesome. Aww. Here's somebody that's seventy some years old out making money because awesome. it was available. They looked yeah. at the positive and not at the negative. That's that's what I encourage you to do is really build your network this year of, of people and and contacts so you, you'll be surprised how fast your business will grow this year yeah we did get a couple emails people already scheduling the hardest thing is the weather you know yes so i but i have wheels um <laughs> yes it, it's it's a good time to kind of stay behind the scenes re revamp everything and then go out and reap the benefits and work hard come spring and summer. But it's interesting because when you speak, I hear so many different themes. Like, I don't know if you're familiar with the law of attraction. Yes. Staying positive and, you know, keep looking ahead. And then one of the things um, that resonates with me is that a lot of people are trying to plan their business, plan their life, and then see every single step of it. But you just said, you know, people were making masks and being entrepreneurs and didn't even know it. And, you know, just trusting that what you want will happen, but maybe and probably not in the exact way that you picture it. Yes. So when you said that, I should have brought another book up, The Law of Attraction. Um, John Maxwell, I can tell you the name of the book. I don't even have to think about it is John Maxwell, 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership. And it's laws that will happen when you do the right things. And one of them is the law of attraction. So it's, uh, I say you'll attract like-minded people. And with everybody on the internet now, um, they're bored out of their minds. So they're just looking up stuff. You're going to get more views. That's what you call it, right? More views. And uh, like I said, I'm learning all this. I'm like so far behind with technology. And in fact, I'm here. I don't know if you can see it. This is my my smartphone. Yeah, I see. My daughter, my daughter's put a PhD button on there. That's for push your dummy. So now I know where to push the button. So, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's something that you you. Uh, the other thing I was going to suggest when you brought up something about um, where you live with the weather, suggestion is find contacts in like in the southern part of the the, the country. So you can winter down there 
and then summer up north because you're flexible to be able to move. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't own a house. You don't, you know, like I say, you don't have um, kids. You don't have all that stuff. And even if you do, why not travel? Yeah. I've been and- blessed to be able to travel, you know, different 40 different states and uh, numbered countries. So, yeah. I honestly think a lot of last year will bring people more freedom. If the kids are now doing school online, go, you can go, you can, we can do this interview wherever we want. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Well, that's it. We homeschool for that reason. That's one of the reasons why we homeschool is because we like to travel. Oh yeah. 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 And our, our 17 year old, by the time she was, let's see, I'm trying to remember she was five, five, five months old. By the time she was five months old, she'd been in two countries and like 10 states, 15 states, something like by the time she was five months old. So, yeah. so like I say, it's just because of homeschooling, you can do that. Yeah. Well, and with, you know, working in the circus, that's all the families we work with. All those kids are traveling all the time and they, they're homeschooled and in the school of life and they get to perform and travel and it's like, very appealing. It's fun. Yeah. Well, it's fun. Fun, yeah. You know, um, and especially if the kids, any kid out there that's ADD or ADHD, here's a positive for them. If they look up the facts, most millionaires and most CEOs of major corporations are either ADD or ADHD outside of sports and entertainment. You know, those, those, that's a whole different thing, but yeah, you'd be surprised on how many CEO of fortune 500 companies are either ADD or ADHD, because they think outside of the box, and they're mm-hmm. they're always always going. They're not like, oh, I worked my 40s, it's time to rest. So they're always thinking. So I want to give a positive for that because I I didn't know that I was ADHD, and my wife will tell you that I'm ADHD. So <laughs> with a lot of ages. <laughs> so, that's, yeah. that's great, though. I mean, to have that much energy because you know, what you, if you sleep half the day, you lose half the day. <laughs> yes. Yep. And I didn't want to miss out. So when I was younger, so I never slept. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome. So Scott resurfaced because for me online on Facebook. And so you have been just putting information out there for people to get your word and your guidance for entrepreneurship, just like how I sought you out for the first time. So can you tell everybody where they can maybe hear you speak some more? Okay. It's on, I'm learning this because my, my other, one of my other daughters, she sets up the whole thing for me. So I even do the filming or whatever you call it on at her house. I can add it into the credits. (laughs) Okay. It's, um, it's on Facebook. It's Scott Taylor's uh, fireside chat. Is yes. what it's called. And uh, it's, I thought that was your house at first too. Yeah, everybody thought it was my house and it's one of them green screens. So we could change yeah. it and put whatever. Maybe next time we'll have flying elephants or something. Yeah. I, I know. Well, it but, was yeah, beautiful and cozy. Yeah, it's, that's why. Well, I figured it's a fireside chat. I love log homes. So why not have it nice and cozy? So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, not, it's supposed to be on YouTube and I haven't found it yet. And I'll talk to my daughter. Uh, to find out it, it should be the same thing Scott Taylor's fireside chat but I haven't found it yet so I'll put the link in the notes so people can know where to find you and 
okay. get your advice yeah. and hear you talk and and if they have any um questions or comments like questions are specific um have them go on facebook that fireside chat and message me or i guess that's how you, i'm still learning all this stuff but i'll you know if it's something personal then i'll ask answer them privately i don't want to put it on the whole screen there yeah perfect that's wonderful yeah and if just a general question then i'll just answer it during one of the fireside chats awesome now do you still yeah. have random question do you do you do you have horses at your place are you still uh, actually right now actually right now we don't um the reason why is our youngest is special needs she rides at a therapeutic riding center but the um 17 year old she's in a back brace because she has scoliosis so she's not able to ride right now and the younger one won't ride unless the older one so actually our horse is at a therapeutic riding center oh that's and lovely we just seen a and he is like the favorite not we're not bragging but he is the favorite horse there at the at the place people people come just to see him not even ride him they come to see him and oh, we just wow. seen a picture on instagram with him wearing a new year's hat with his mouth wide open so it's so fun he's a show he loves people he absolutely oh, loves people but yeah but we have goats and chickens and ducks and cats and all that stuff so yeah <laughs> That's so great. Yeah. And we trying to keep up with, you know, inventing, not inventing, because we didn't invent this, but just trying to keep up with doing new things and trying to see our limits and not be limited. Um, my boyfriend and I, we just started the skijoring. So <laughs> he's got skis and I got a horse that love. he is not a big fan of trick riding, but he loves when I pull people behind him, like dallying, he just, he's so wide. And so just the other day we were pulling him through the snow and picking up speed. So we, we, we just a little side note, we were able to find some stuff to do with the snow and I don't like the snow. So in order for me to somehow enjoy it, <laughs> got to find something to do with my horses in it. So yeah, we just started doing that. And I posted a little clip of it. <laughs> got a little oh, attention. Be, yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, thinking outside of the box, you can get a toboggan or, you know, and, and pull a toboggan behind there. Or, yeah, anything. We, we we didn't have that kind of money when I was a kid. So we used to use a, a metal scoop shovel. There you go. And sit yeah. in a metal scoop shovel and then tie a rope to it and dally off on the horn and, yep. and just have fun. It's sort of like sledding, you know? <laughs> yeah, that is fun. Uh, he said, last year we were in Estes Park and we were doing the horse boarding competition. So it's similar uh -huh. to skijoring, but they use a off-road um, skateboard and you have like places to put your feet in it. Yes. And my friends had told me, you know, oh, it's easy. You'll just be walking. And it was a competition. We were not walking. These guys were good. We were going as fast as these horses could go. I was using my two big horses and one was a little faster. So then they were lining up to try to come with me so they could try to beat their time. And it was a lot of fun, but he said that doing this on the snow is a lot easier <laughs> than on the dirt because <laughs> there we would take a turn and everybody would wipe out. And we just got to tell you, if you wipe out, let go because the horse is still going and we're, <laughs> we're still going to yes. keep going. And then they get drugged behind. So <laughs> that's, that's awesome. <laughs> well, thank you so much do you have any closing lines for us i think you kind of just did close it up with how to reach you on facebook and stuff 
Well, I always encourage people and, and say, you know, 2021 is a new year. Yes. And make, make it a great year for you. You know, make it a great year to do something special and, and succeed. You know, just look at and get around people that are going to help you succeed. And that, to me, one of the biggest things you can ask my kids about, you show me who you hang with and I'll show you who you are. So um, you might not like changing who you hang with because they're, they're good people. I'm not saying they're bad people. But make 2020 a new resolution and start seeking some great people to be around, um, mainly in your industry, whatever that is, whoever's listening, whatever industry that is, to help you get better and, and make it a great year for you. And just have fun um, and have fun with doing what you're doing, because if you're not having fun, you're going to get really frustrated. Yeah. So that, that's, that's it. And we'll talk again. Thank you. Thank you so much. Bye.